Come on and lift him up today. Lift him up today. Lift him up today. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, all across this house, lift him up and magnify the name. Come on and give him the praise. Give him the praise. Give him the praise. My Lord, have mercy. My, my, my. Come on, just lift up your hands unto the Lord right now and give him praise. For he's in this place. He's in this place. He's in this place. He's in this place. He's in this place to heal, to deliver and set free. We love you, Lord, and we honor your name. We bless you and magnify the precious name that is above every name. Can we give God another hand clap of praise in this house? Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're so honored that you are here today. We thank God that you are at Tree of Life Church this morning. Can we give all of our guests a great big hand? God bless you. Amen. Amen. We've, we've already had a service this morning at 9.30. The power of God moved. And now we're here at 11.30. The power of God is moving. Hallelujah. We welcome all those that are joining on live stream. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. We wish you were able to be here, but we understand. And, uh, and we're so thankful for all that are able to tune in today. I want to say a, a great big God bless you to the Shields family. Can we give them a great big hand? God bless the Shields family. And we're looking forward to baptizing Aaliyah in Jesus' name. Amen. God is so good. And we thank the Lord, we thank the Lord that throughout this quarantine, many people have been baptized in Jesus' name. What a beautiful testimony that is to the goodness of God. And uh, we thank God for everything that He's doing at Tree of Life Church. We thank God for everything He's doing with Ready Now. Amen. And uh, we're still ready now in Jesus' name. And uh, we thank God for that. I do want to tell you that tonight at 7 o'clock, we're going to be collectively viewing The Chosen. If you have not begun watching that series, you need to bless yourself and watch The Chosen. Uh, tonight we'll be watching episode 5. And following that, there will be a Zoom gathering that you will be invited to be a part of uh, to discuss the takeaway from, uh, from The uh, Chosen, the episode number 5. This is a series about the life of Jesus Christ through the eyes of people who lived in his day and, and walked that the Bible talks about these people. And, uh, and it's just a tremendous blessing, and it will bless you. And I encourage you to join us tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, you can go to the website and, and begin viewing The Chosen. Amen. God is so good to his people. And we thank the Lord that we're able to walk into his presence and feel the goodness of God. How many feel the goodness of God in this place? Amen. I want to invite your attention this morning to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. The book of Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to read a couple of verses of scripture. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. These are beautiful verses for the people of God, especially as it relates to the identity of Jesus Christ. And so we want to look at this 
because we're going to exalt Jesus in this house. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Everybody say the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I want to take that last title that Isaiah gives our Messiah who he prophesied would come and we know has come. Hallelujah. The Prince of Peace. And that's my message today. The Prince of Peace. Can we go to the Lord together in prayer? Ask His blessing upon the preaching of the Word and upon the messenger bringing the Word. Lord God, we thank You upon this day for Your goodness and Your grace. I thank You for the Word of the Lord that is spirit and life. And I pray in Jesus' name that You will allow us to receive Your Word. Let it have free course. Let it minister grace. To the hearer, Lord, that we will not only be hearers, but doers of the Word of God. That we may be changed, that we may be edified, and that those around us may be ministered to. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Oh, say it again, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. I believe I see Brother Miller back there. God bless you, Brother Miller. Good to see you. A wonderful man of God. We Thank you, sir, for being here today. Amen. There is a verse of Scripture concerning the end time that deserves our attention and certainly is something that has interested scholars or students of the Word for many years. And it is a Scripture that simply says, They shall cry peace and safety, but then cometh sudden destruction. And this is a confounding verse of Scripture. Of course, it lets you know the complicated nature of the last days. And we're living in the last days. I'm going to tell you, if you didn't know it, now you do. We're living in the last days. But the Bible says that they'll cry peace and safety, but then come a sudden destruction. And it begs the question, why when they cry for peace and safety? Is there sudden destruction that comes? And, and the answer to that is simply that when, when, when a human being cries out for peace and then looks for peace in all of the wrong places, it doesn't bring peace. It brings sudden destruction. This was the complaint that the Lord had concerning the idols that Israel would worship. The complaint was that, that you worship idols idols and call them gods yet they have eyes and they don't see they have ears and they don't hear they have a mouth and they don't speak they have hands but they don't heal in other words you're, you're looking for love in all the wrong places you're looking for peace in all the wrong places we look for our security in the things of this world and you'll never find it in the things of this world this world is not capable of generating or producing what the soul needs that can only come from Jesus Christ. 
And so Jesus is the prince of peace. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I come to give you peace. But he said, my peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. The peace that I bring to you is a peace this world knows nothing about. And until we're willing to acknowledge that, we're going to continue to be disappointed with what comes our way. Because if we look to the world for something the world doesn't have, then we will continue to live disappointed. Remember when we used to sing a song that said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Remember when we sang that? Remember when we believed that? Remember when we really truly did believe that this world did not have the answers for which we were looking? Remember when we believed that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh unto the Father but by him? Remember when that was more than just a cliché? Remember when we believed it deep in our soul that without Jesus there is no peace? Without Jesus there is no love? Remember, remember before we kicked him out of the town square and before we pretended like he didn't really matter? And Remember before we, we acted like people shouldn't seek him? That he was some kind of, a, of, of, a, of a, a, a word you didn't mention in public because it might offend somebody. Yeah, those were the good old days when Jesus was the answer. Well, guess what? Jesus is still the answer. And Jesus is still the peace that passes all understanding. And, and, and so we understand that he is the prince of peace. The world tries to give peace. But the world cannot give something that they don't have. The world tries to give love, but the world can't give something that they don't have. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. There is a passage of scripture. We're calling Jesus the Prince of Peace. We're not calling him that. Isaiah calls him that. He is the Prince of Peace. Notice that, that it uses that language. We know that this is all about the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is not just the prince. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. But, but while we are in this place where the kingdom of heaven is within us. And, and the whole earth is groaning for that kingdom to be manifest beyond us. To be more than just something on the inside. But something that flows out of our mouth. Something that flows through our hands. The kingdom. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven where there is no pain and there is no sorrow. And there is no weeping and there is no hate. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven. It's already living on the inside of us. But, but God said, I'm going to come and I'm going to set up my kingdom upon this earth. But right now... Not only is he king within us, but he is the prince of peace. And so Daniel was in Persia and he was in exile. While he was there, this was a, this was a, a dreadful place. But he knew the answer to whatever challenge he might face. The answer was found in prayer. He went to God in prayer. He lost himself in prayer. He didn't search for peace in all the wrong places. He went to God in prayer. Now ask yourself, if you doubt what I'm preaching, ask yourself, why are you doubting? 
what I'm preaching to you today, that the answer is only found in Jesus Christ. Daniel went to God in prayer and he lost himself in prayer. He prayed until he heard from the Lord. After two or three weeks of prayer, Daniel received a visitation. The visitation that he received was from a messenger angel from the Lord. Gabriel appears before him and says, I want you to know, Daniel, that the moment you started praying, the Lord dispatched me to come to minister to you. For two or three weeks, Daniel prayed and there was no answer to his prayer. For two or three weeks, he prayed and there was no change. For two or three weeks, there, he prayed and there was no release. And, and he could have stopped praying. But when you live for God long enough, you understand there's some things happening in the invisible world that you can't see with your eyes or hear with your natural ears. And we as the church of all people must understand that there are things happening right now that you can't see with your eyes or hear with your ears. Daniel prayed, the angel came and said, the moment you started praying, the Lord dispatched me. But when I came, I was withstood by the principality of Persia. There was a prince of this whole region, the principality of Persia. You couldn't see him. You, you couldn't hear him. You didn't know this whole transaction was going down, but it was. In the spirit world, there was stuff going on that you can't see with your natural eyes. And the devil laughs while the world tries to fight it out in the flesh. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so Gabriel said, I came as soon as you started praying, the Lord sent me. But I have been in this interaction with the prince of Persia. Now, now he said he withstood me and I had to call Michael, the chief prince of Israel, to come in and settle the dispute. And Michael got the prince of Persia out of the way and allowed me access to minister to you about your prayers. Now, when I first heard that story as a kid, I had this image of Gabriel being sent by God down to you know, be withstood by the prince of Persia, and that as they began to, as he began to be withstood, a wrestling match ensued, and I envisioned headlocks and pile driving and body slamming and Boston crabs and, and tag team wrestling, and, and, I was, and then Gabriel's like, I need help, I need Michael to come in and take care of this for me. I, I, I was kind of like, Lord, if you ever have to send an angel, just go ahead and send Michael. I mean, I appreciate Gabriel, but I need, I need if, if Michael's the one, I need you just to go ahead and send Michael. And, and it, but, it, but it wasn't that way. It wasn't that way. It wasn't a physical fight. That's what we have to understand. This is not a physical confrontation. This is a spiritual con con uh, uh, confrontation. So when Gabriel begins to interact on a spiritual level with the prince of Persia, the prince of Persia is saying, no, no message from God, no messenger from God can get through to this area because this area is only Owned and protected by me, the prince of Persia. Gabriel had to call on Michael because he was the chief prince of Israel. And the chief prince of Israel came in and said, look, it doesn't matter what region you're the prince over. I'm the chief prince of Israel. And if God's people Israel is in Persia or Babylon or a hospital room or divorce court or wherever they find themselves, any message from God can get through. 
and he moved him out of the way and the word of God pierced through to where Daniel was. We have to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. We can't get caught up in a carnal battle. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We cast down imaginations and we bring into every into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. That's who we are. Jesus is the prince of peace. Peace is a place that we come to. It's not, a, it's not some kind of a vague, abstract concept or something that everybody agrees to. The Bible says Jesus is our peace. And he has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. He is the one by whom we have access unto the Father by one spirit. So Jesus is the prince of peace. The prince of Persia is no match for the prince of peace. The principalities of our day are no match for the prince of peace. Hallelujah. The powers that exist in our world are no match for the prince of peace. So we, then Jesus looks at us and said, you are the peacemakers. He didn't say you're the peacekeepers. He said you're the peacemakers. Glory to God. I want to say that again. He didn't say we are peacekeepers. He said we are peacemakers. Peacekeepers are able to walk into a situation where peace exists and maintain the peace. Peacemakers are able to walk into a situation where there is strife and make peace. Do you hear what I'm saying? We are able to walk into it just like God said. Over an earth that was covered with darkness. And darkness covered the face of the deep. And it was without form. And it was void. But the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Blessed are the peacemakers. We are creators of peace. We make peace where strife once existed. We step into circumstances and we take whatever we have, whatever is given to us. We don't need the world to give us anything positive to work with. We've got everything we need in the blood of the Lamb and in the word of our God and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we make peace. You know how we're able to make peace? Because we have peace. We live in peace. He is the prince, hallelujah, of peace. Notice what the Bible said. Because here's the thing. If we're going to make peace, we got to know what the recipe is for peace. You don't want to just start putting in all your ideas and all your speculation. And this looks good. And this sounds good. And I heard this on a, on a, a podcast. And I read this in a magazine. And I saw an article about this. You've got to understand where your help comes from. And I'm going to tell you something. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This is where your help comes from. And you need to tune out every Everything and everybody else. Listen, let God be true and every man. 
Do you understand who all that covers? Let God be true and everybody else a liar. I'm going to tell you, I don't care if they're your favorite. you got to tune them out and let God be true. Because they're adding to your confusion and they're adding to your chaos. And they're adding to your complicated feelings. You need to let God be true. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And He's the one we look to in times of distress. Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat. While He was in the bottom of the boat, the storm begins to rage upon the sea. The disciples realize... That the boat is about to capsize. They go down and get Jesus. And they say, don't you care whether we live or die. We need you to come speak to these winds. Jesus walks out onto the bow of the boat. Now, if that's you in those circumstances. When the winds are blowing. And the waves are raging. And the lightning is flashing. And the thunder is rolling. Let me ask you. What are you going to say to the wind? to have some calming effect what are you going to say to the wave to somehow subdue it and bring things into order you don't know what you'd say and this world doesn't know what to say nobody knows what to say I'm going to tell you the only one who can is Jesus when the prince of peace steps into the midst of the storm and says peace I'm going to tell you what's wrong with our world today. People have pushed Jesus from the bow of the boat. They've thrown him overboard. We need to get Jesus back where he belongs. Hallelujah. In our hearts, in our minds, in our circumstances, in our storms. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus knows what to say. What do you, how, do you, how do you negotiate with the wind and the waves? How do you negotiate with the circumstances and the problems of this world? The elements that are, that are right now, they're, they're, they're crashing and clashing. You, you can't say anything. Only Jesus can. He's the peace speaker. Hallelujah. And so we are blessed of God to be peacemakers. And the way we bring peace is by being at peace. Having peace. You know what the Bible says about peace? This is the first ingredient in your recipe for peace. The Bible says thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. That's even better than just peace. It's perfect peace. That means it's not peace based on a false premise. That means it's not fake peace. That means it's not just people saying we're at peace just to get along and to go to, to get by. No, no. It's perfect. And this is how it starts. He will keep your mind in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on Jesus. The old song said it this way. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Yes, I woke up this morning with my mind and it was stayed on Jesus yes I woke up this morning with my mind and it was stayed on Jesus oh hallelujah yes hallelujah oh hallelujah I'm gonna sing it one more time well I woke up this morning with my mind and it was stayed on Jesus well I woke up this morning with my mind 
and it was stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind, and it was stayed on Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Woo. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How about this verse? Oh, now the devil don't like it because my mind is stayed on Jesus. No, the devil don't like it because my mind it is stayed on Jesus. Where the devil don't like it because my mind it is stayed on Jesus oh hallelujah well hallelujah yes hallelujah church we've got to keep our mind stayed on Jesus here's our problem we go to bed on Facebook wake up on Twitter and we're consumed with a media driven narrative that is causing the whole nation to come apart we can't tune into that we've got to tune into Jesus We've got to tune into Jesus, just like Daniel did. Daniel said, I need God. I need God. I've got to seek the face of God. You say, are you telling me to put my head in the sand? No, I'm telling you to put your head in the Word. I'm telling you to put your head in the Spirit. You will know far more than anybody about what is really going on if you let God speak to your heart. The Bible does not say if the world will humble themselves and pray. The Bible doesn't say if society would just humble themselves and pray. The Bible said if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. If my people, guess who that is? That's us. We're the people of the name of Jesus. We can't expect the world to know how to get a hold of God. We can't expect the world who doesn't know him to call on him. It's us. It's me. It's you. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That's the first ingredient is, is to have our minds stayed on Jesus. And if we will pray, and if we will humble ourselves, we, us, us, if we will pray, if we will humble ourselves, that means if we will come down off the lofty perch of our opinion and humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of God, there is an automatic miracle that happens. And here is the miracle. He said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. You won't hear this from the news. You won't hear because they don't know it. And those who did know it have rejected it. But our land can be healed if the people of God will humble themselves and pray and seek his face. And here it is. Turn from our wicked ways. Well, pastor, I'm not wicked like, like the kind of wickedness you're talking about. Uh-oh, you're the one I'm talking to then. I'm glad you, I'm glad you identified yourself because I was wondering. All right, good. Now, now, now we know who we're talking to. All right. 
This is what you do. When you pray and you seek his face and you humble yourself, then God can reveal to you if there be any wicked way in me. And if there's a wicked way in me, I turn from it, Lord. And when I do, I allow God to bring healing and to bring salvation and to bring power and love. Glory to God into this world. My God, I'm going to tell you something. God so loved this world. I said God so loved this world. I know you might be ready just to to throw the whole thing away. We're all praying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We need you now. We got pestilences. We got earthquakes. We got wars and rumors of wars and nations and kingdoms rising against each other. And we got, we need you to come quickly, Lord Jesus. But God hasn't given up on the world that he created. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him hallelujah whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life hallelujah want to know how to have peace here it is the bible said to do good seek peace and pursue it that's the bible do good seek peace and pursue it now I don't want to get, get like too deep on a Sunday morning and go into like a big exegetical thesis of any kind. So, but, but I do need to, I need to, I need to just dive in on this. So get your pen and your notepad ready. Or your device, however you're taking notes this morning. Because this is deep. You know how to have peace? How to make peace? Here it is. Do good stuff. Do good stuff. Don't do bad stuff. Do good stuff. Amen. Some, I need a witness. I need somebody to agree. Can, you, can we agree on that? I need a witness today. Listen, I know that sounds simple, but notice what the Bible said. The Bible said that Jesus of Nazareth, a man anointed of God, went about doing good. That's what he did. That's what his life consisted of. He just went about town doing good. Went about the marketplace doing good. Went about the villages doing good. Went into, went into neighborhoods doing good. Talked to his neighbors doing good. Folks in the restaurant doing good. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. What are we doing? We're doing good. The Bible said he went about doing good and he healed all that were oppressed by the devil. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with our nation and our world. They are oppressed by the devil. Don't get it mixed up and start fighting with flesh and blood. It's an oppression of the enemy. And we heal that oppression by doing good. Woo! My God have mercy. I think I'm just going to go from here and just start... Just go do good stuff. And when I do good stuff, I heal those that have been oppressed by the devil. I'm going to tell you, you would be shocked at how much power can be found in one good deed, in one good word, in one good gesture, in one good encouraging ministry to somebody who's oppressed by the enemy. You know, when the Bible says to cast down imaginations... It's not just talking about within yourself. When we think of casting down imaginations, we think of it this way. I've got these imaginations. They're getting out of control. Lord, help me get those imaginations and bring them down. That's true. That is a part of spiritual warfare. But here's another part of that same concept. 
When we cast down imaginations, we don't just cast down ours, but we cast down the imaginations of others. Because people can sit, you know, you've been in quarantine long enough to know you can sit and imagine a lot of crazy stuff. But when you go about doing good, seeking peace, pursuing peace, you'll cast down not only your own imaginations, but you'll cast down the imaginations of those to whom you minister. And you will heal the oppression of the devil that may be upon them. Hallelujah. I want to be like Jesus. How are you going to be like Jesus? I'm going to go about doing good. And while I'm doing good, I'm healing, healing, healing the nations, healing the nations, healing, healing, healing all that are oppressed by the devil. Glory to God. The kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And in that order, in that order, we want joy, right? How many want joy? We want joy. You can't have joy without having righteousness that produces peace, which produces joy. See, see, righteousness is where it all starts. That's why we turn from our wicked ways. Righteousness. You're, you're, you're lacking peace because there's something unrighteous in you. You're lacking peace because in the back of your mind, there's something you're involved with that's condemning you. There's something you're engaged in, some action, activity, thought, something, something that's causing you to feel like, I, I can't be at rest, I can't be at peace because I don't feel the righteousness of God consuming me. But when that righteousness sets in and you know you are clean before Him, you're not perfect, but you're clean and you're blameless in His sight and you have a clean conscience, then comes peace, hallelujah, peace like a river, Peace in the midst of the storm. Peace in the valley. He restoreth your soul. Peace. Peace is just a settledness, a wholeness. It's, it's all the broken, fractured problems all being made whole and being baptized in the love of God. That's peace. But that's not joy. God wants to give you joy. But you can't have joy till you have peace. When you become whole and settled and content in God. And then the joy of the Lord, by God have mercy. Like it's your strength. That's your strength. The joy of God begins to fill your soul. And you're happy and you're cheerful and you're joyful. Hallelujah. That is the people of God. That's who we are. We are peacemakers. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are the light of this world. We are the salt of this earth. We are that city on a hill that cannot be hid. We are the children of the prince. Hallelujah of peace. I want to read to you from Psalm 122. Psalm 122. You're familiar with this because you've been saying a lot, saying this a lot during quarantine. I have. You know, I'm so glad to see everybody. The first verse here says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many glad when they said unto you, let us go into the house of the Lord? You know, when you weren't all sitting here, 
and I was just up here preaching to the camera, I didn't sweat through one suit. I thought, man, this is like a totally new me. Man, I'm going to be all polished and sanitized, and I'm going to be. Then y'all came in the house. And now there's a something about you being here that fires me up. There's something about the church coming together. There's something about the army of God's people coming together. Hallelujah. With one accord in one place. Hallelujah. It's like fire shut up in our bones. And the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He said, our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, that's the place of peace. Jerusalem, it's a place of peace. Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compacted together. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the church. The Bible refers to Jerusalem, which is above. It is the mother of us all. That, 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 that reference to Jerusalem being above, that, that means it's of a spiritual nature. In other words, it's above the fray. Jerusalem is above. We set our affections not on things on the earth, but we set our affections on things above. So he said Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compact together. Whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter where we come from. What we all have in common here today is Jesus. No matter where you come from or what your background is, we have one thing in common that unites us together in a bond that cannot be broken. And that is the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. He said the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord unto the testimony of Israel. What is the testimony of Israel? Herein is the testimony of Israel. He brought me out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock to stay he put a song in my soul today a song of his praise hallelujah he brought me through the red sea brought me through on dry ground brought me through on the other side the horse and the rider hath he cast into the sea hallelujah he brought me to his banqueting house and his banner over me was love he brought me to the promised land where there's milk and there's honey that flows that is the testimony of Israel and we give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment. The thrones of the house of David. Notice what he said in verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's not just talking about geographical Jerusalem. We need to pray for geographical Jerusalem too. But it's talking about the church. Pray for the peace of this people that are called out of darkness and into this marvelous light because if the church can be at peace the whole world will be filled with his glory in the name of Jesus pray for the peace of Jerusalem they shall prosper anybody believe the word of God anymore anybody believe the word of God anymore hallelujah we got to get back to loving this book 
I'm telling you, this cannot be a hobby to us anymore. Do you, do you need to hear what I'm telling you? This cannot be a hobby to us anymore. This is the book that told you there would be pestilences. This is the book that told you nation would rise against nation. This is the book that told you there would be wars and rumors of war. This is the book that told you that we're living in the last days. This is the book that told you everything that's happening will be happening and that everything that can be shaken shall be shaken. This is the book that told you that when it happens, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. You better love this book again. And tune out, tune out of what this world offers. You got to turn it off, tune it out, log out, get it done, get it out. We got to get back to old-fashioned Holy Ghost revival. Remember back in the, in the old days when they had church every single night of the week? Anybody remember that? Every single night of the week? Yeah, we laughed at them, didn't we? We said, oh man, look at them. They didn't have anything better to do. Well, God took all that stuff we had better to do and he shut it down and he canceled it and he canceled the seasons and he canceled the events and he canceled the tickets we had to the events and he said, I'm bringing you back to the word and I'm bringing you back to the house and don't stay at home and get lost on this outlet into the world God is trying to deliver you from. You've got to get plugged into the book plugged into God one challenge one challenge of this quarantine time has been that and we thank God for technology that allows us to tune in to the things of God via technology but the challenge has been that when people tune in online they just click it off and go on to the next thing and look at what else is happening and God wants you to listen to the blessed man he who delights in the law of God and in his law doth he meditate day and night do you, you know what that means that means if you'll dwell on him all day you'll dwell on him all night if you'll dwell on him all day you will dream about him if you'll dwell on him all day, if you'll cover yourself with the word and prayer and worship and song and love, then all night long your mind will be saturated with the blessing and the promises of God. What are you describing? I'm describing peace. Perfect, perfect peace. Verse 7 said, peace be within thy walls. And prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and for my companions' sakes, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Why peace? Why do I say peace? Why do I declare peace? Why do I live peace? For my brother's sake and for my companions' sake. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. I will seek your good because of the house of the Lord our God. Somebody lift up your hands right now and just reach for the peace of God that's in this place. Come on, reach for the peace of God that's in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I need peace, I need peace. You know what you're feeling? You know what you're feeling? This, 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 this heartbreak you feel? You're feeling the heartbreak of God. 
And, 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 and you know this, this anxiety that you feel, this anxiety that you feel is because there's a spiritual activity happening all around us. It's not just, it's not just what you're seeing and hearing, but, but there are principalities at war. There are principalities moving people like chess pieces on a chessboard. And they're moving them around. And, and the church is the one entity that cannot be deceived or confused. We have to go to prayer and seek the face of God. We, we know how to fight this battle. And it's not with our hands. It's with prophetic prayer. Hallelujah. And humility before Almighty God. Come on, if you believe it, reach forth your hands right now and say, Lord, use me. Use me in this. Use me. Use me, Lord. Use me to make peace. Use me to seek peace. Use me to do good. Use me, Lord. Use me to uplift my brother and my sister, Lord. Use me, I pray, in the name of Jesus to be a light in my world. Use me, Lord, to be an ambassador for you. Use me, Lord, in the name of Jesus to bring righteousness and peace and joy. It can only be found in the Holy Ghost. Come on, stand with me right now. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that the church is in this place today. My Lord, I feel so good. I feel so good. I know we can't clasp hands, but would you mind just kind of raising your hands if, if you can? If, if, if you can, just raise your hands and, and just let that be like you're holding your brother or sister's hand. And we're going to unite together in Jesus' name. And say, Lord, peace be within these walls. Peace be within these walls. And I'm not just talking about these natural walls. I'm talking about this, this, this body fitly framed together called the church of the living God. Peace be within these walls. Lord, you have ordained us and anointed us. Hallelujah. To be the ones that make peace. Hallelujah. That bring life. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus is come that you might have life and that more abundantly. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Peter walked on the water. You hear me? He walked like I'm walking on this platform. Peter walked on the water. That's a miracle. Miracles can happen. I believe that and you believe that. Miracles can happen. A miracle in our nation can happen. A miracle in our world can happen. Peter walked on the water. Now, now in this famous biblical account, he began to sink. The reason he began to sink was because he took his eyes off of Jesus and he started looking at the waves that were all around him. There are a lot of waves right now that you could be looking at. There's a ton of them. The waves, the waves are boisterous. There's no question. The wind is howling. This, this is a troubled time and a troubled sea. But don't look at that. Don't look at that. I just rose to tell you a word from God. Get your eyes off of the waves and on to the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus, you will do the miraculous. You will walk on water. Hallelujah. He'll take you by the hand and lead you safely to the ship that's going to take you all the way. I need some folks that believe this to reach forth their hands and to lift their voices and to cry out to God like Daniel of old and say, Lord, heal our land and start with me. Start with me. 
I, listen, every one of us has to be humble right now. Every single one of us has to be humble right now and say, Lord, start the healing in me. You might want to point to someone else. No, no, no. Start the healing right here inside of me. Starting with Pastor Joel. Lord, bring healing to my heart, to my spirit, so that I can be the vessel you want to use. Come on, all of us, all of us, all of us. God wants to make you whole. God wants to give you peace. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Come heal our land. Come heal our land, yes. Breathe life into these dry and thirsty souls. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Say it, say it together. Forgive our sins. Oh, yes. As we call on your name, would you make this a place for your glory to dwell? Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, hear our cry. Lord, hear our cry. Come here. Come heal our land. Breathe life, breathe life. Breathe life into these dry and thirsty souls. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. As we call on your name, would you make this a place for your glory to dwell? Hear us. 
us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Oh, Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. Hear us from heaven. you to stay. We're about to baptize Aaliyah Shields in Jesus' name. Let's give her a great big hand and let's give God praise for this. Thank you, Jesus. If you, if you need to go, we understand. And, and if you need to go, we'll be dismissing from the back row to the front, starting with the back row, row by row. God bless you in Jesus' name. But feel free to stay and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. As we Take Leah Shields and baptize her in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you in the name of the Lord.